Happy birthday, Natchcast. is so smart, Mark, using a folded up handkerchief as a coaster so that we don't hear the clatter of your mug of hot tea touching the table. One of us is a pro. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm glad that my professionalism is starting to rub off on you. It's a good sign. It only took a year of podcasting. There's a blizzard here in Denver. We just heard that little bit of Yanni, <laughs> yeah. George Winston, New Age... <laughs> I'm thinking, I was thinking Keith Jarrett a little oh, bit. Man, you ever listen to Keith Jarrett? I'm feeling good. The snow is just dumping out there, and I feel good. I love the snow. I feel so good. Maybe it's because we're a year old. We're a year old. It's true. You'd think it would be... Who's got the kazoo? Episode 52 would be the one-year anniversary, mm-hmm. but not, not in our world. No, I think we doubled we, up. Uh, we, we, we get it in there. 56 in a year. Yep. We double-teamed a couple weeks, so, so we are here with 56, one year in. This episode is our reflections on our bright future. Mm-hmm. We got a few special messages. We do. We got just a few, two, uh, three big stories, so we can really dive in. <clears throat> one about food, one about podcasting, one about life. You, I'm sure. God, it's about you too. It's yeah. about us. Even see, if I horn myself in there. No, see, this is the problem here. You're just always driving a wedge. This episode is not about driving wedges, That's because nobody's here for the pregame rituals. <laughs> oh, man. There was some confusion. Hey, congratulations to us. Cheers. Cheers. We just had a... Ah. Uh, oh. Look at that. I think we did a good job first year. I think, too. Uh, I think so, too. That's what I meant to say. Man. Despite my, my pre-recording freakouts, we're fine. I'd say there's mutual pre-recording freakouts. Oh, yeah. Let's give good. people a little energy. window into what happens before this. Get a little energy going. Yeah, it's good. Fighting over levels. Yeah. Various equipment craps out. Yep. 
this is a snow day. We actually have two small humans in the house. You never know when they're going to show up. Happy Forget- birthday, Natch Cost. Oh, and speaking of not knowing when things are going to show up. Who's uh, this? This first one, I believe, comes from well, so they'll tell our us. old friend Ife. You don't have to set it up. Well, you asked me. They're going to tell All us. All right, here we go. Here we go. Hi, this is Danielle, a.k.a. Ife, calling from Golden, Colorado. I love Natchcast not only because I get shouted out regularly and their content is good, but because it makes me reminiscent of the days when I first met these two assholes. Okay. Beauty. Well, yeah, thank you. That's nice. Oh, that's a high compliment. I hadn't we are. heard that one. What, that you're an asshole? I think it was said in love and... and I think so, too. Good humor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I... I think that's our... We're the right kind of asshole, one I of think our, is her point. We are. Okay, good. And we're producing top-notch content, which is something we've... Uh, I don't want to be the wrong kind of asshole. Always aspired to. Top-notch content? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what else did she say? That we're assholes. Okay. And that she, oh, and that we give her lots of shout-outs, which we do. We do. She may be the most shouted-out listener. Yep, and it's not—it's because she doesn't just listen. She's a resource. She is. She's she a, provides invaluable feedback. I some mean, of it we talk about. Some of it we just inter- soak it up. We internalize, and it, it gets baked right into the program, or yeah, into the programming, into the show that I you're hearing our, right now. So, cheers to Danielle on our one-year oh, toast again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dave. Our most valued soundboard for. Hmm. Mm. A real podcast aficionado too. You betcha. And as discerning. Uh, person as i think i've ever met if you can get past that firewall you've really accomplished something and let me just say that i love the way you just drop these in the episode unexpectedly hey that's uh it's okay we can roll with it we've been doing this it's our 56 rodeo we know what we're doing yeah hey i like to give it a oh made me think of paleo when i said rodeo remember paleo <laughs> just got paleo on the oh paleo i thought paleo. you meant just the paleo diet no the paleo. the mc the mc Bring him Speaking back. Speaking of MCs. This is a stroll down memory lane a little bit. I know. I just, I'm going to bring it down for a second because mm. the sad news in the world of hip hop today that uh, Fife Dog of Tribe Called Quest died at age 45. <sighs> I believe it was from uh, diabetes. Complications from diabetes. Yeah. Super sad. Dude, uh, diabetes is often a food related disease. It is. Who knows? God, often? When Why? is it not a food related <laughs> I don't know. There's, well, which one's. Type one, you're born with. Type two, you. Right, but I mean, okay, but you're going to aggravate it no matter what if you eat a lot of sugar. Correct. Yes, you are, but you could. You, okay. <laughs> Type two, you could prevent through diet often. Okay. Who knows? I'm. Rest not in close peace, Spike dog. dog. Rest in peace. Nothing but love. Okay. From one MC to another. There you go. Paleo, uh, you know, previously has cited Fife Dog off the air as a huge influence. So. <laughs> huge influence. And I mean, right. you can tell that he. Played a big part in the uh, formation of Carne Asada's flow as well. He will be missed. What's here, next? Here. Cheers to no. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Let's just do it like too soon. Every three minutes. <laughs> so this is the point in the proceedings where we typically deliver a uh, survivor update. Yep. We're recording early this week. There was no survivor update. Well, there will be, but right not in this episode. We haven't seen it. Hadn't happened. No. Nope. It's on tonight. I can into it. I can infer. What do you th- What do you infer? I infer that Neil. We'll make it through another round. I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Because he is cunning. Oh. Yes. Very much so. He also went to high school. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. I am well aware he went to high school. <laughs> yeah, I think I heard that somewhere. No, but Neil, hey. And right before yeah. they began shooting, he put on a little weight, get a little bit chubby. A he little did. bit chubby. He wanted to look a little, a little chubby. chubby. A little bit chubby. Look a little chubby. A little bit chubby. Look a little chubby. <laughs> Which one was it? Look a little chubby. Look a little chubby. Oh, I, Look a little I chubby. got it wrong. All right. But, I, you know, I when I made that song, I cut out, I, I took out a little bit of the context. Oh, did you? Well, he said that he wanted to not only look a little chubby to disarm people, but also he could use that extra mass to fuel himself. Oh, yeah. That's what, when I had dinner with him, that's what he said. You don't, the, the thin do not survive. He said, I want to look a little chubby. He d- he said, did he ever look down he said, into his lap and say, look a little chubby? Look a little chubby. Look, look a little, little chubby. chubby. No, he didn't. No? Okay. I guess your conversation wasn't as exciting. As what's in your mind. As what's... <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm imagining you in a bathtub. Wasn't that in one of these episodes? Well, me in a bathtub? No, you imagining me in a bathtub? Um, yeah, yeah, you were yeah, in a yeah, bubble yeah, bath. But you, I couldn't see your naughty bits. That's what you said. Well, yeah, there were bubbles covering them. This is a, this is a family show. <laughs> I don't want to stroll down memory lane. Not down every avenue. No, there's a lot of landmines. On memory lane. I got a story. Do you? 
we'll use this as a, another springboard. Think about the state of the food. Of the food? Of the food. Like the way we think about the state of the YouTube or the Facebook? The state of the food. The Twitter? Gigi the cow broke the milk production record. Is that bad for cows? Gigi. Asks Luke Runyon at NPR. Not when it comes to milk production, Gigi. Oh, Gigi. I, don't, I wish I knew the words to that song. Are you thinking of Gingy, the Frank Sinatra song? It's, it's called Gigi. Oh, boy. Gingy? Mm hmm. No. Hold on. I'm going to. I'll read the quote. When it comes to milk production, Gigi the cow is queen. She's the diva of all divas, says Robert Benke, a Brooklyn, Wisconsin dairy farmer and Gigi's owner. Lucky, lucky Robert. Could be Bob. Could be, nope, Richard is shorthanded. Happy birthday. God. Caused. Oh, okay, hold on. Somebody <laughs> else is going to say something. <laughs> Who's uh, next? I, I think uh, up next we have Justin Brown, a.k.a. Deke. 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 No, and he, yeah. This is Deke from Denver, and uh, I'm a big Natch Cast fan. I want to call and congratulate you guys on your one-year milestone. I love all oh. the uh, quirky banter and occasional tirades oh. on current events. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Well, thanks. Thanks, cur- Deke. Cur- all right. Hey, current events, food news. Yeah, I guess it's current events. Oh, so you're thinking of... It's our sweet spot, but... It's actually Dean Martin, not Frank Sinatra. And it is called Gigi. No, there's a Frank Sinatra song called Gigi. Well, motherfucker, Gingy. I'm talking about the Dean Martin song called Gigi, which is the name of this cow, correct? Am I right? <sighs> motherfucker. Gigi, am I a fool Stop without it. a mind? Or have I merely been too blind I'm gonna to unplug. realize? Okay. Oh, Gigi. That's not the She's the diva of, of all divas, says Robert Benke a Brooklyn, Wisconsin dairy farmer and Gigi's owner, and she's earned that diva status. Earlier this year, she produced more milk in one year than any other cow had done before, just shy of 75,000 pounds of milk, roughly equivalent to 8,700 gallons. That's triple the national average for a dairy cow to produce in a year. Like an Olympic sprinter. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. She has a nutrition plan. I don't have that. A doctor who sees her regularly. I don't have that. And technology to measure her progress. I got my Twitter followers. Do you have a Fitbit? But really, it's her massive stature, now I have that, that helps her produce such incredible amounts of milk. Well, the other thing, too, is... She uh, weighs nearly a ton, and she's five feet, two inches tall. Benke says she's as wide as a grown man's shoulders. She's built to produce. What Natchcast, uh, Natchcast listeners might not know about Mark Brush is that he also is a certified diva. He he, uh, he sleeps until 10 a.m. most mornings. Not true. Lets his life partner get up and take care of the unsavory morning duties with the children while he just gets some extra shut-eye. Exaggerations here. So. I stay up late. What's your, you're a diva. How do you feel about a cow being labeled a diva? Are you okay with that? Oh, I'm totally okay with a diva cow. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, well, why not rise above, <laughs> that's that's what you took. That's the state of the food. Yeah. Well, so the. I'm so, more. I am worried about the human intervention in this cow's life. I mean, look. I got a picture here. She's. It's a big cow. It's a big cow. I think she's big about as Tall as we are. Well, maybe you. I'm. I'm more than. Are you over five two? That's hilarious. And then, and then she's. No, it's not. There's nothing wrong with not being tall. I don't think there is either. But yeah, I don't either. So why are you well, bringing that up? Well, clearly you do. You were like making a, you were trying no. to make a barbed comment at me. No. You, yeah, people didn't see the look you just gave me. I take it back. I felt bad after I, I said I think it. you've just alienated Tom Cruise. He's not going to listen hey, anymore. Hey, hey, hey. Poor cow. I, I do feel poor cow when I see this. And mm-hmm. it makes me think of, we've gone too far, you know, what... <laughs> This is, the mo- this is the most valuable cow. Mm-hmm. Remember, oh, we remember, stroll down memory lane. Thousand bucks for 10. Oh, whose semen was that? Straw, semen straws. What was that cow's name? Striker? Burt Reynolds? It had some crazy name. <laughs> Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is good. <laughs> wasn't it something uh, like that? That was well done. No, it wasn't Burt Reynolds, but that's a good one. Oh, actually, I, yeah. Was I'd... it $10,000 for 10 straws of semen or 1,000? Hmm. Anyway, they figured out. Know. They've bred for these genetic traits. They, they select for them. 
they charge a lot of money for them. They sure do. But the problem with this cow is you get a lot of milk out of this baby. These dairy cows are bigger than most beef producing cattle. Oof. They don't fit in traditional cattle carriers. Yep. They get their backs all scraped up trying to get in them. Yep. It's and you know natural. they can't make those things any taller because uh, highway overpasses, man. It reminds me of the. It's it's sort of there's a lack of nuance also in the GMO debate that we've been doing this for centuries breeding for certain traits yeah but then it's like when do you go too far this is when introduce the roundup into the seed or yeah when you're breaking all their backs to get them to well and then you know that reminds me of what uh, something that temple grandin said it's a very in that article maybe it's this picture that's very staged temple grandin's concern is that uh we're focusing too much on on uh, like quantity and not sustainability yeah this this cow can only produce what is it like 87 100 gallons, gallons of milk a year, but only two years of year production. Two, year or two of, of at her peak, and then she's gone. Yeah, yep. So like a smaller, more traditionally healthy cow too could much. It's food. produce Same. milk for a little bit longer, you know? There's a little bit, yeah, there's the dark side of food science in here. We there know is. that's part of the state of food, but yep. it's natural. I think you mean the state of the food. I do mean the state of the food, and I also mean, let me pull this up. Did you watch this little video on Instagram? Uh, yes, I did. This guy cutting out, look, uh, oh boy, I don't know why this, what was your reaction to this? I'll, we'll set it up in a second. Uh, meh. It kind of reminded me of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in Dances with Wolves. Hey, I'm listening. Oh, okay. It looked like you were oh, watching a video that is listening. meaningless to everybody. No, in Dances with Wolves, when uh, John Dunbar, Lieutenant John Dunbar, don't interrupt. Why does he tap when he, uh, oh, There's something weird about this video. Do you remember when he fells his first uh, buffalo? You, the buffalo you, is charging at a young Native American boy. What are you talking about? Intent on mowing him down. And John Dunbar is on his horse, and he's, he's got his rifle. Is this Dances with Wolves? Yeah, and he, he's firing shot after shot into this buffalo, and it's still just charging towards the kid. And then he finally kicks back into his stirrup, raises his gun, and takes an extra careful shot and fells it. I don't remember this. It comes skidding to a halt inches from the boy. And then uh, wind in his hair... I believe, is uh, one of the Braves who runs over, cuts out a chunk of the liver, a massive chunk, might even be the whole liver, and just takes a huge bite out of it and then hands it to John Dunbar. And John Dunbar's, uh, you know, looking at it. I don't, uh, what do you want me to do? Yeah. But he's insistent, so John Dunbar's like, yeah, I better do this. And he takes a big bite of the warm, bleeding liver. Couldn't be. This is a post from Epic, uh, I think it's Epic Provisions, remember? For the prevailing that was the tagline mm-hmm. epic has been purchased by general mills through the annie's wing with john Foraker. would you say that general mills made a meaty offer epic makes those meat bars out of austin there's a little post here on instagram of one of the co-founders there's a man and a woman this is the woman katie yes uh she's at this this is a famous farm who's this guy uh white oak I think well-reared animals, mm-hmm. freshly freshly felled cow. Here's a picture of him cutting out a little sliver of heart, handing it to her. She smells it, and eats it, and says something that we can't understand. And then he taps her on the shoulder, like, "Good job." Yeah, good job. <laughs> Maybe that's the part I don't like. Yeah, good job. Good job. You think it's condescending? I don't. I'm sure it's not. He seems like a nice guy, but do you think he's tapping her like that because this. it's because she's a she because it's a woman? Maybe, I don't know. There's something weird about it. Uh, epic. This embodies the phrase "eat like a wolf." First of all, oh, okay, no. All right. When offered raw heart from a recently harvested cow, Epic co-founder Katie Forrest crushed it like candy. Yeah, well, if you're going to walk the walk, you got to, or if you're going to talk the talk, the, excuse the me. The heart was so fresh that it was still warm. Dreams come true. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. The dreams come true parts. Okay. That part's cheesy. It's too much. Too hard. It's too hard. Organ meat, that's healthy stuff. We don't eat it much in our diets. You and I? Yeah, conventional Americans. No, I'm not a big offal guy. These animals that I'm looking at, there's a cat over here and there's a dog over there. Where are you going with this? They would love that organ meat. Oh, yeah, whenever I get a whole chicken, if the the little packet of gizzards and innards is in there, I always fry it up in a pan and feed it to the dog. If they were still wolves, he wouldn't eat it. If they an animal in the woods, they go right for those innards. I think, yeah. High value meat. 
But I mean, I don't know. There's something on. I don't. It's just kind of gross, and I don't know. This fetish, fetishizing. There you go. Meat you, eating is just there. We go. Silly. You got it. It's too much. It's too much. We don't need to do that. We need. Well, did you eat, you, eat, I, eat a plant? You put some of the the uh, comments here in the Google Doc, but you left out the one that says, "Wasn't she a vegan at one point?" <laughs> oh, and then the response says, "Like, yeah, making m- making progress towards an optimal diet." Oh. So what? So this, these are so warring factions. So like someone's saying, uh, wasn't she a vegan? And then some paleo dude's probably like... I pulled the comments Because she's here. moving toward yeah. the optimal diet, which is raw meat. Healthful, healthful pursuit. Mm. Comment there was hardcore. Stay clueless. Comment there was, that makes me want to vomit. Mm. Uh, Giria girl. Heart is such good meat and good value. Give me some. Lift, run, girl. That is great and all, but isn't there a concern for bacteria? Pa- oh, excuse me. Bacteria, parasites, just asking. Oh, then the primal way chimes in. Not if it's fresh and from a healthy cow. Booyah. That's you know, this reminds me of a... Uh, do I know, don't know if that's... Yeah. You, you listen People, to the... Uh, I've done a lot of research for some various things recently. The, the food scares are much more... I, I, don't, I don't know if that's sufficient here fresh and from a healthy cow you might still pick something up okay that's what i'm saying whoa uh do you listen so to toxins in your podcast supply. roundup or is you made it weird getting in there at all it's pete too, holmes i can't it's too long uh, he uh, i do enjoy some of them but it's not i don't subscribe so i have to like go back and he interviewed ross marquand or marquand i think it's marquand he's uh <laughs> you've watched the you, you've sure seen the walking that, dead right you've seen the walking dead i have you know I have. Yeah. So when they come upon Alexandria or whatever, he's the he's one of the uh, gay guys that live together. You know, there's those two that gay couple that are. Is he the together. one that finds them? Is he the oh, yeah, first yeah. scout? He's the, he's the scout. Yeah. Okay. Ross Marquand. Ross Marquand. But a couple things. He's from Littleton, which is where I grew up. Cray. Wow. Cray. He also uh, is a master impressionist. I encourage you to go just search Ross Marquand. Not gonna That's happen. it. You don't even have to put in impressions. No, they're really good. He does these funny little things where it's like... Impressions? Uh, no, it's like uh, Christopher Walken opening, opening a jar of pickles. It's like these weird little situational impressions. Uh, okay. They're really short. Oh, good. Yeah, they're quite nice, but... Can I find him on Vine? All right, so he's a, he's a vegan, but he used to be a big meat eater. His, he tells Pete about this because Pete's a vegan, and they kind of go off on like their, how they get a vegan high and... How the, some of the reason it's so annoying to hear vegans talk about veganism is because deep down you know they're right, mm. so that's why people get defensive. So they go off on some things, but uh, their point is just that: that if you're truly going to eat meat, uh, if you're going to eat meat, so I don't know, you should eat it raw and fresh as hell. That's the only way you should really eat meat. What? <laughs> they, 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 okay, that's a weird leap, but I, I mean, it's, I get it's the from point. some documentary. They said like, God. like the only like the no, truth. You don't eat it raw. We learned how to cook. Yeah, but the, the, the way for your body like to truly being cavemen and women, we learned how to cook. Hey, I'm just saying. Every I'm just saying what I heard cooks. on this podcast. Okay, Rosh Marquand. I, I like think it. they're citing another source. They're just they're going on a little vegan they, they, they vegan down, ramble. Okay? They go on a little podcast rabbit hole. Got it. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> I like I like your point. If we're going to talk about the state of the food. Yeah. So there is. I think I, what I like what you just said. It, now you like what I said after Some bitching it. about it? There's something there, right? Like deep down, you know, yeah, those vegans, you're probably right. Well, yeah. If I no- had strength of will, if I focused more on shopping and cooking, all, all would be better. Mm-hmm. Then I do have Vine. What is I your Vine thing? Uh, it's my conceit for the episode. I don't vine? check Vine. It's just, are you I aware know, of I know it? what Vine is. What does that have to do with meat eating? No, that's preventing you from cooking and shopping. Oh, I see. I get you got other saying. distractions, right? Okay. So we know this. Well, along those same lines. But if you're gonna, so if you're gonna eat meat, yeah, I think you ought to. It ought to be a. There's this whole movement to make it sort of a side dish instead of the main course. That would help. When the in the typical American diet, if you eat a little bit of meat and a lot of other stuff, that's better than all meat mm. all the time. Mm. And. For the planet and the sake of the animals, et cetera, you ought to like treat them better, and so there'd be a smaller meat supply, and it would cost more. And that but then you get to the furthest end of, edge of that, and you've got this fetishizing of meat, where you're like, ah, dreams come true, eat like a wolf. Ah! 
it's like, all right. I mean, I don't. It's your life. It's fine. But that's it's that whole past. Dream bigger. Oh, Jesus. Dream bigger. That was. Looks all right. like we've got another one. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this next uh, birthday greeting is going to come to us from Mark Brush's very own life partner, Jenny. And it's coming up in just a second. You got nothing? You don't want to say I love you to your life partner? Hi, this is Jenny from Denver, Colorado, calling to say happy birthday, NatchCast. NatchCast is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. And it's pretty weird on a routine basis. I like it. All right, Jenny. Nailed it. We are weird. It's about the best review we could get, I think. Yeah, we're assholes and we're weird <laughs> so far, but we're pretty we're pretty good on covering current, current events. events. Yeah, hey, two uh, two weird assholes covering current events. There you go. <laughs> oh man, uh, wait, wasn't I making some wonderful point? Well, I, I'm just saying, if your dream come true is to eat a sliver of a fresh felled cow heart, dream bigger. Yeah. Or, you know, go fell a buffalo and do it wind in his hair And I think style. you're freaking right. We'll get to this at the end. We'll save it. Quit being such chicken shits about this stuff. It's okay to eat plants. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's this whole, there's this obsession with rustic pastoral bars, things. Kind man. of like, let's go. It's, it's the aprons over lab coats kind of thing. Oh, look at this you. is it taken to an extreme. It's like, let's go down this things were better back then, light when life was simpler it's rabbit hole. And this is where problems. we end up. It's a false Eating problems. raw cow hearts. And, and selling people these nasty dog food bars. <laughs> but here's the other thing. We I were talking. They seem like good people, but it's too precious. It's too much. The whole paleo thing is bug just crapped out. I got so excited I peaked the mic. Well, it's hard. When you get excited about paleo, it's easy to pop. I can't, I, I, I can't get behind that one. I won't. Well, here's the other thing, too. I'm thinking of the, some of the worst fights I've been in with my wife are when I hand her a piece of writing to edit... And she makes a criticism, and I get super pissed because she's right, and I don't want to admit it. Mm. So there's your whole vegan thing, there's too. There's a subtext there. It runs, it runs... It's a long-running... Throughout life. If you have dinner with me and Jenny, at some point in the conversation, I'm going to say, enjoy that meat while you can. Yep, Because it is. won't be there. He's a killjoy. Your kids aren't going to be eating meat. <laughs> it's coming. Yep. That's what she said. And so now we move on to... Well, then we've got to do a quick GMO labeling update. I was going to try to be artful about it. Oh. Super I, quick. Cause see, I thought we were going to be like super ironic and not cover that bit of news. It's like the most important thing that's ever happened. <laughs> no, it's not. What if you're the food babe, maybe? Oh, God. She is taking credit for the whole damn thing, isn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see that tweet? She's like, they must have known it was my birthday. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, really? Jesus. It is a, that it's, big of a narcissist? Oh, wait. Not, yes, you are. I've looked at your Instagram feed. Three people... I unfollowed this week from the Real Natch account on Twitter. Oh, yeah? I couldn't take it. Like, something good would happen in food, and they would co-opt it as if they caused it. Yeah, and I'm like, what social media just, is all about, baby. Yeah, I can't. No, but some people are brazen about it. Like, here's what I said 18 months ago. Retweet yourself. It's Trump-style, dog. Oh, Jesus. Trump-style, homie. Unfollowed. Not even muted. Just unfollowed. Wow, man. Bringing it was food, babe, one of them? You couldn't unfollow I her. I think we're still following her. You couldn't no. bring yourself. You couldn't oh, pull I, the trigger on that one. No problem. I'm going to unfollow everybody. All right. So do you want to give this GMO <laughs> label update? Happy birthday. So basically, no. But okay. No, I got the but GMO here it is. labeling here it update. Is. They're doing what we said they needed to do. It's our birthday. <laughs> it's our fucking, fucking birthday. birthday. We yeah, were saying welcome. like eventually these companies will just realize it makes more sense to do it themselves then somehow no, 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 money no. fighting yes. uh, state or federal regulations. But here's the thing. So we've had, in a, in a short span of time, Campbell's, General Mills, Mars, Kellogg, ConAgra, they've all said, we're going to voluntarily label our products with mm -hmm. GMOs. This isn't because they've decided it's a good, they, they need to help consumers and be transparent. It's because Vermont... It's because it's going to be too expensive and confusing for Vermont, them. Vermont, which actually passed the law, goes into effect July 1... They can't handle the logistics of like labeling just there instead of the rest of the country, and they're worried about liability if product doesn't like end up in the right place. So this isn't like there's there's a reason why this is happening now. Has to do with money. They're getting like everything it, else. It has to do with Vermont. Well, Good right. old Vermont. I know, but they don't want to one have to state spend a bunch of extra money. Well, they will anyway. Well, they they it was a specious argument. It costs more to put a label and does not. No. Cost of food goes up. Bullshit. 
God damn it. What happened? This was a birthday podcast. <laughs> I'm all mad. GMOs birthday. got labeled, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it happened. It's not that big a deal. Because is anybody going to stop buying them? Probably not. I think if you're eating that shit already, you probably don't there care about GMOs. Go. Does it even matter? Nope. <laughs> what matters? I, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> exaggerating the point. I don't think it matters that much. Well, it's, it's good. If I, it's if good. I, my whole thing is like if I'm if I was going to buy a can of Campbell's soup, I would just assume that it was you don't laced with label. at least one GMO uh, kissed product. Yeah, I, or I, ingredient. I I think there's a smokescreen here with this whole labeling thing, and that's why we did write. I'll put it in the doc. We wrote a I wrote a blog post months ago. Happy birthday. Let's, well, let me hear. It's called <laughs> label label GMOs. Blah blah blah. Oh, seminal. Piece of work right <laughs> it was there. Seminal. I did hear about it from a few folks. Um, we'll put a link to that. It seems like a uh, anticlimactic, climactic, climactic, climatic, climactic, climactic, climatic, climactic, climactic. Which is what I just fucking said. Oh my God. <laughs> Give me these 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 Manson lamps. That's why they're doing it because 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 Vermont's making them one state. Good for them. Is that, oh, is, that the, is that Bernie Sanders? I believe it is. Good old burn. Vermont's a crazy place. It is a crazy place. I like that place. Small footprint, big impact. Yep. Live free or die. That's another podcast. That's not their state motto. We I got it think. wrong on a podcast. Yeah, it doesn't surprise I think that's me. New Hampshire, right? One of them's live free or die. I don't know. I'll Maybe look. it's a uh, state motto. Vermont. Delaware. State. What's Delaware's state motto? Delaware? Freedom and unity is Vermont. All right. That's not compelling. No. I think it's New Hampshire that's uh, live free or die. Yeah. New Hampshire, live free or die. What's Delaware? Delaware. Why do you want Delaware? Biden? That's Rhode Island. Delaware. I think that's Rhode Island. Those are two different states, right? Delaware and Rhode Island? Well, you just pissed a lot of people off in (laughs) Rhode Island. (laughs) Oh, sorry. It went away. Uh, Oh, God. What was that? Uh, Delaware's motto is liberty and independence. Yeah. See, all those like northeastern states, it's all about independence and liberty and revolutionary war style shit. Is this for real? The Colorado, excuse me, California state motto is Eureka. Just Eureka. That's a town in California. I know, but it's telling me it's the motto, state motto. Oh, wait, Eureka, I have found it? Oh, like gold. Yeah, I, I know why, but that's still a weird choice. It is. All right. Shows you how unimportant state mottos are, I guess. So there we go. There's an arc. In a year of this podcast, we've gone from worrying about labeling GMO food to... to single-handedly making sure that Natchcast GMOs... Natchcast made that happen. We did. You're welcome, food Arm babe. in arm with the food, babe. Who doesn't love... No, just kidding. Oh, God. All right. Big news. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on to the doesn't affect my raw cow heart. No, diet. it wouldn't. It wouldn't. If you're eating raw cow heart, you know what I've started. You better doing? be sourcing those things responsibly. You know what I'm doing, I feel real good about one shot per night. Bragg's live apple cider vinegar. Oh yeah, right down the gullet. Not you know, mix it with water and honey, all that crap. No, no, no. Right out of the bottle. Shot. Ooh, gangster. It is. I like it. now. What's it doing for you? Oh my god. Okay. Changing my life. It's, I think it's good for you. Okay, can you pinpoint a couple of the health benefits? <laughs> my heart is beating stronger. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm my in. My toenails feel like silk pillows. Extra sensitive nipples. Extra nipples. Unbelievable. Have you grown an extra nipple? Unbelievable. It's a little thing you can do, but live. You need to be eating stuff that's alive. <clears throat> Yo, you, you get ready for... I'm going to do something while we're on spring break. I'm going to change the game in the raw food movement world inside this house and my house. All right. I guess guess you'll have to wait for that, people. You will have to wait for that because right now we've got to talk about the state of the podcast. Yep. Uh, So this is Hot Pod, which is a a wonderful newsletter, right? Newsletter from Nick Qua. Nicholas Qua. Mm. It is the insider go-to resource for the business of podcasting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so here's he, a quote. Okay. Now, is this quote from his newsletter or from this Neiman Lab article that's linked? This is, no. 
Oh, no, no, no. Okay, you got confused. No, well, <laughs> so Nick does Imagine this newsletter. No, I got that. Nick does a newsletter. He's partnered with Neiman Lab. They publish it. Oh, okay. He also sends it to his list, mail list. That makes sense. And he's actually like, he's recently, did he work for Neiman Lab? He worked somewhere. No, not Neiman Lab, somewhere. But now he's on his own trying to launch like a little podcast business. Huh. Yeah. wonder what that's like. Not a studio. <clears throat> I know, just a podcast business. Not, he's not trying to make the best comedy food podcast you could ever hope to find. Well, I think that's already been accomplished. This is when we need a happy birthday. Yeah, got about another minute, probably. <laughs> oh, man, close. Here, then, we begin to be able to see how the long-established parallels between podcasts and blogs, sketched out perfectly by Mark Brush of Natchcast. Oh, wait, no, that says Neiman Labs' Joshua Benton, not too long ago. But, I mean, who's been saying this since day one? Mark Brush. Who doesn't love podcasts? Who doesn't love... Who doesn't love Mark Brush? Who, do- who doesn't love Natchcast? <laughs> who, doesn't love being- who doesn't love being in a client pitch... And hear Mark go off on his podcasts of the new blogs theory. I mean, it's riveting every time. I've heard it probably 20 times, and each time I get chills. Oh, Natch caused. Why, thank you. So, this is our, I think, our last greeting. Oh, we got more coming, maybe. You think? Yeah. Another one might come in over the the transom, as it were. This one, this one comes from my dear old mama. Aww. She's a Natchcast listener. We kept, this was invite only, these. uh, Here we go. Hey, this is Joe from Littleton, Colorado. I so enjoy the chemistry that Mark and Josh share. Time after time, topic after topic, it's always there. That's right. It's always there. Chemistry is always always there. there. Oh, thanks, Mom. Yeah, from Littleton, Colorado, home of Ross Marquand. I mean, there you go. So, but, you know, my mom, my mom, see, all our callers have zeroed in on something fundamental to the show. Yes. My mom has zeroed in on the chemistry, which... Mm. I'm glad we saved that one for last because I think that is the single most important ingredient to a, to a two-man podcast. It's got to have that chemistry. Sometimes the only way to get to that chemistry is to get in the little bitchy fights before the like podcast the, begins. I like the subgenre you just created of the two-man podcast, which is real. That's yes, it is real. I, I didn't create it. No, I know you did I'm not like you. I, I mean, you created the whole podcast of the new blog thing. What oh. have I created? I'm lagging in the thought leadership department right wow. now. If only we were talking about product management. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. All right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. The parallels between podcasts and blogs will come to play out its predictive accuracy and teleo... What? what the hell is that? Teleology? That's, I don't know that word. What's teleology? <laughs> I went to school. I didn't learn that in high school. Are you looking it up? You don't, teleology. You don't, yeah, you don't know what it means. You had to oh, fucking look it, it up. Means. What do you mean? Then why'd you look it up? Where's yeah. your layman's definition that doesn't exist? I was going to try to play. Oh, yeah, I can play it. Teleology. Ooh, what? Oh, look, you were wrong too, you fucking wise ass. <laughs> teleology. That's not right. What is he saying? Teleology. Tele- I think it's teleology. All right. Whatever. Tea leaves? Is it the uh, reading the doc- of tea leaves? Uh, the explanation of phenomena by the purpose they serve rather than by postulated causes. So it's things as they really are. Yeah, that was necessary. Instead of like all this pontificating about what they might be. You know, like, How about the word essence? Could that have been used? If you'd written it. Come on, Nicholas. Audio content produced for the internet and distributed through the internet will soon no longer be identified based on a singular technological technological method, the aforementioned podcatcher. Um, out of context, I don't know what that is. Oh, come on, iTunes, Stitcher. Okay. You can catch up. All right, but to the hashtag content itself. I don't, why are the hashtags there? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> that's okay. And when that happens, what we'll see is a narrative that's less of a clash between an insurgent and an incumbent. Here you go. The future of radio. But rather, a clash between content factions defined by generations, communities, and cultures. A type, genre, kind of radio. Got it here? Yeah. For what it's worth, I'm fairly certain that with its liberation from an infrastructurally imposed definition, the word podcast will lose all of its original meaning by the end of the calendar year. My sense is that it will likely become an identifier for a certain corner of a reconstituted landscape of all non-music audio content that's created and distributed digitally. I think everyone just fell asleep during that. <laughs> that is just muddy and 
There's could have been. I think that could have been said in two sentences instead of two paragraphs. Well, he did, uh, okay, <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> Why don't we explain the? Why don't you explain? We'll it? Explain you the thinking and then respond to it instead. <laughs> instead of. I think what he's saying is that the word podcast will die. Yeah, you're, got, you're on board that. with this. You. That's why you can get on board with it. Yeah, I like that because podcast as a thing is tied to this weird technology of pod catching mm. and and all there's all this these uh, tensions in that around how you discover them how the iTunes chart works is it two guys with a couple of mics or Riffin. is it or is it some Riffin next to a gas fireplace <laughs> with a beautiful cat and dog at their feet on that's a snowy day be. that's what it should be celebrating a birthday Yes, that's what it is. Or is it a high-end production studio like that's radio? That's it's not. And the future of radio... Well, but see, that's, where, that's the battle right now. The future of radio versus allowing it to be a lot of bigger, different things. Mm. And so you're on that side of the argument, which I agree with. Because mm. it's like blogs. <laughs> right? What, what the pod, Mark? What the pod? Um, I think yeah. he says it's coming, and I think we agree. When he talks about a couple of production studios... The medium explodes, and it becomes all kinds of different things. Correct. And it doesn't just have to be the future of radio. It just becomes audio content. And it doesn't have to... I, that see, you can I, access anywhere. You don't think we'll keep the word podcast. And God willing, we'll never have the word pod. But I think it might survive. I don't see why it needs to. Because is a blog really a blog still? No, a blog is now... What a magazine used to be. There you go, blog. But people still call them blogs. You get you get stuck on a word. That's this. You know, now's I, the time you know to change the word. But I actively avoid if I'm if I'm gonna say a sentence out loud that would uh, not necessarily require, but as opposed you, you to you all the ones that you say in your head. No, but I mean, if I'm gonna say something where you'd expect me to call something a blog, I will go out of my way Ooh. to make it wordy and obtuse like this, <laughs> so I don't have to say blog. Oh. Actually, it's not that hard. You can just say, like, online content. You do that, don't you? Hmm. That word's stupid. I wouldn't do that. It's Fine. cutesy. Just like podcast. Are you better cutesy. than everybody else? A little bit. It's my birthday. It's the state of the podcast. State of the food? Uncertain. State of the podcast? Bright. Bright, but uncertain. If you're talking about just the term podcast. Oh, yeah, I guess. There you go. So state of the food, I would but say. But as we hurtle uncertain, into the... but bright. Into the screenless future where voice-driven technology and audio content uh, usurp the grip on us, currently held by video content and desktop computers. I don't think it's video. And glowing screens. I'm saying it's not. I'm I saying know. audio usurps video, and this happens... There you go, thought leader. ...in a big way there you once go. voice recognition technology finally gels. It's really close. It's getting close. Gels in a big way. Yes, and you don't need... You can just tell your little supercomputer in your pocket what to do. You don't have to like use your fat fingers to do it. You got it? You getting it? So then it makes more sense because you well, always what do got I do with it on you always got the earbud in. You always about, got the earbud in. So it picks up your what you're saying and then it can feed you content. <gasps> I had an idea. What? I was about to make some like more vine jokes. Mm. What if we start a social network that's just audio? <laughs> Come on, let's do it. Yeah, all right. Don't tell anybody. All right. What should we call it? Um, pod. How about uh, whimper? <laughs> yeah, how, about, how about fuck you? <laughs> I like whimper. And it's just little bleat. Ooh, bleat like a sheep. Like <laughs> we'll call it bleat. What would it be? How do we make it sing? I don't think we can. Okay. I bet you somebody's trying. That's true. The future isn't video; it's audio. Hey, a year I from have now, a social platform called Boozer. No, a year from now when you and I are like taking afternoon naps on piles of cash brought in by the explosion of bleat technology. <laughs> oh, I thought it, it's not the studio? Not Nat Studio? Studio will always be a passion project. No, it won't. It may or may, what? Who knows? All right, so I got some bad news now. Oh. My bad cholesterol is 193. Ooh. And I have aliens in my cranium. Josh. Mm-hmm. The Tyson Diet Metaphysical Shakeup. And Mark, in the middle of the road of his life? What? In the middle of the road of his life? What does that mean? Does that mean you walk in the middle of the road as you travel through life? Or are you in the middle of a finite length, a finite distance? It's more of a middle age reference, right? 
Okay. It's an allusion Again, to a I think even reading too many of Nicholas's <laughs> newsletters, you're like, how can I make this very simple thought more obscure? Congratulations, you've done it. Something wrong? Oh, God. I got a text. I ignored it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It's one of my kids needs something. It's, it, in the middle of the road of your life is an allusion to the, Dave, the seminal David White spoken word lecture series. Mm. Clear... <laughs> clear clear heart, big mind, clear... Hold that's, on. that's a quote. That sounds like a mangled quote from Friday Night Lights. Is that what we're talking about? No, no. He, David White's like this sort of clear eyes, full poet. hearts, can't lose. Clear like heart. Oh man, that was good until then, right? No, David White, clear mind, wild heart. Oh, that's you. But do you see how I, this? There's a double meaning here. No, it means you're not choosing a side, yeah. or maybe you're living dangerously. Instead of walking on one sidewalk or the other, you're walking down the middle of the fucking street. You don't give a shit. I hope you are Mark Peacock Brush. You've got your big showy feathers flayed out that's why you have to walk in the middle your your tail feathers are so immense that they stretch to each side of the road yeah i think we figured it out that sounds right should we leave these actual yeah if you want to know what our cholesterol numbers are you can just open the google doc mine are a little frightening i mean but everything's good that so bad my ldl is is a little off the charts here that's well that's weird my my doctor said it was quote wicked high <laughs> that's not what you want no because I think smart doctors will account for all of these different fractions of your... Which she did. Yeah, and then, and then balance them. And, like, mine are pretty good, I think. <laughs> my total... Your, your LDL's high, too, I think. No, nah, my You total, want it down around 100. Yeah, 99. Yeah, and my total's 205, which you want it under 200. Which it's not. Barely. But I, I'm in balance here with the... You have one outlier <laughs> that seems to 255. Be. Your total is too, but you, more importantly, I forgot mm-hmm. this. Is there some sort of history of heart disease in my family? Yes, yes, there is. My so, there um, my mother's father had a heart attack when he was like seventy something. Oh, well. He smoked though in his youth. Oh. My dad. Well, you vape. My dad's dad. <laughs> me and my vape. My dad's dad uh, had a heart attack. Well, both sides. On my dad's 18th birthday, I think he was in his 60s. Mm-hmm. Heart attack, dropped dead on a on a on a mountain. They were skiing. Very traumatic oh. on my dad's 18th birthday. But that's a great way to go. I guess so. Maybe too soon, but yeah, it, it, it on a mountain, it, it fucked everyone up pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's um, and then my dad had a heart attack at, okay. at 62. So more important, but my dad was at the time right had picked up smoking again. He oh he'd smoked. He started smoking when he was 12, and then quit when he was in his 20s. And then when he's like all of a sudden like in his late fifties, well, I mean he was pounding nails at twelve. Living, he was divorced from my mother and living on his at own. Twelve? No, no, no. In his late fifties, starts smoking again, mm. ups his scotch intake to about a mm. fifth a day. Mm. So while that is, there's some family history alarms ringing. There's also some life choice alarms going well, off. But too. it's that simple, right? For a doctor, they go, "Oh, family history, yes or no," and they're happy with you. They're going to go, "Yeah, yeah." A little bit. And then they're going to look at a number like 255 and go, time to get on top of this, buddy. Yep. Maybe but, a, few, uh, a few less meat bars. Yeah, me and my epic meat bar. You know you know what it is? Uh, and I know my wife wouldn't mind me telling that the, our listeners this, but her, her bad cholesterol was a little elevated too. Oh. Not really in a dangerous place, but higher than it was last time. You know what the culprit is? It's this fucking buckshot coffee. I think that's what it is. We, me, we were starting every morning with a liquefied pat of butter. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what did it. Full fat. I mean, there's you. other things too, but you're very hip and on trend. No, not anymore. I'm not. I'm probably never going to have a glass of that again. I'm done. Yeah, I never went into in on that. Jenny keeps trying to put coconut coconut oil. Like, I think that it just makes it greasy. Yeah, the coconut oil is pretty good in there. The grass fed butter. Coconut oil's got at fat your own in risk. It, right? Yeah, but it's a it's like a less dangerous saturated fat. It is. It's not an animal fat. <laughs> the jury's out on some of this. There's so out. many articles on how to lower my cholesterol, though. Yeah. But here's what I've done. I know what you need to do. Oh, well, let me see if I'm close here. Okay. No Maybe more. Too many. You know what I'm having every morning now instead of buckshot? What? Oatmeal. What? No, Oat- you just you abandoned coffee for oatmeal. No, I'm having a cup of coffee, but it's like black coffee. Oh. And then I'll have oatmeal. Yeah. Okay, that's great. And I am going to double blow your mind now when I 
bring to you the new live food angle we're going to pursue, not next week, but the week after. So wait, I have to wait two weeks for you to tell me this yeah, one little thing? Yeah, because we're going on spring break. You can't just give me a, a little teaser now? No. I could use the next two weeks to nope, fortify. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. No, I could actually help lower my cholesterol nope, if you, you couldn't. tell me now. You don't care. It's not, it's not ready. Okay. Um, so oatmeal, great. Red wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good news. Like instead of beer or instead of? I was thinking in conjunction with, but no. Uh, well, no, I mentioned that to Nicole, and she was like, well, I wonder, she said, is beer bad for your cholesterol? So she looked it up. Beer can mess with your triglyceride levels, apparently, but mine are Red pretty wine good. Red wine has some evidence. Okay. Uh, dark chocolate, yum. Yeah, you're up in your dark chocolate intake, okay? <laughs> Omega-3 fats, uh, so... That'd be great. How are you getting them? Uh, the Isogenics Vitamin Regimen has a lot in it. Has a lot of omega threes. You can do better. Uh, I have a fish oil supplement that I take. You can do better. Uh, and then I also, <laughs> here we are making fun of the food, babe. But I found a great oh, uh, apple, apples. What was it? Apple cinnamon. You know who you need to listen chia to. Chia pudding recipe. I don't give a shit. Hold on, man. Chia seeds. Short chain. You need long chain. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Insider, blow me away. No, that's good. What's long chain? So flaxseed and stuff like that. What I have was in flax. That? What was in that? Apple, cinnamon. Chia. Chia. I think chia is medium chain. Oh, I should know that. Yeah, you should. Sucker. You know what you need to do? You need to listen to Bill Clinton. Well, that's the other part of it. I'm, I'm kind of going vegan here. You go vegan. What's that guy do? What, when does he slip off the vegan train? What does he For do? salmon. Salmon, baby. I eat a lot of salmon. Yeah, you can get... Uh, That's why I'm a little perplexed by this. I, get that smoked salmon, just eat I've that I've got stuff. some, dude. I've got some just in the fridge that. right now. All right. Okay. Now, my doctors seem to think that maybe like not eat so much fish because it's like an, an animal fat. Well, uh, I mean... But my tact is going to be pretty much... You're allowed to eat some. I, did, I never ate a lot of cheese. So I'm, I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of all the things that I ingest that could have, been, that could have made my cholesterol spike in this way, and it's that stupid coffee. Is that well, has it my spiked? own little shitty bit of... Has it, is it like a spike or has it just been building? Well, last time I got a physical, uh, my LDLs were high. They were at about 150. Yeah, so this is not a... This, this isn't like a... I, you started drinking buckshot coffee and it went poof, up the charts and it's going to go back down. You ha- it's elevated. Mm-hmm. So you can control some of that through diet. And then the other thing I'm doing... Just uh, pound some Lipitor, dude. So I do a ton of... Uh, is it Lipitor? Yeah. Or, uh, well, here's what's interesting. Viagra? I, what I want to avoid is getting on a statin. That's Lipitor. Uh, fuck that shit. Yeah, I know. But I was reading about statins. They're essentially like synthetic vitamin D. Mm. And I, my doctor told me to take more vitamin D, which we've talked about. Uh, sports medicine, t- that's I a big take, thing. I take Frosted D. flakes. But D is con- I'm convinced on D. And sometimes I take I, C. I don't know if D actually would lower my cholesterol, but I'm going to take no, some no, no, D. No, no. I'm going to take that D. Yeah, D will help you in a lot of different ways. Uh, the one I, thing I you need, didn't mention, dude. I need that D. No, here's, <laughs> here's. Oh God, it's no. not done. Exercise. Here you go. So I was. I do a lot of yoga, but that <laughs> you do is, a lot of stretching. <laughs> I do a ton of stretching and yoga, and like you know, intense. I go to fairly rigorous yoga classes, hour long, hour fifteen minute long. Mm. My heart rate's not getting elevated. That's right. So you know what I did today? I actually put the link in here. Uh, I've got a new workout. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> this. I'm sure this is. This is some unconventional, no one's ever heard of it workout, right? No, 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 no. Um, oh, no, it's not. It's the, I don't, it's the ultimate 30-minute cardio Pilates workout. So it's a, what's... Lisa and Anna. Yeah, so Anna, I think, hosts this series of uh, YouTube workouts, but her guest on this one is Lisa Curcello, the founder of Burn SF, and she leads you through 30 minutes of her signature fitness routine, weaving Pilates core (laughs) exercise with classic lifting moves and cardio bursts. Three women. I did it this morning. (laughs) I did it this morning. So odd the way you pick things. Go ahead. Well, no, what what I did is I like just searched for like cardio workout. I'm looking at them. They look great. They're doing like a modified jumping jack here. Yeah, but then you do like a lot of like I'll just skip little little People five pound weights. I was doing oh things. God, there's oh ooh, I couldn't do this. That's it's a total body workout. That would kill me. All right. Oh, lunges, good. Yep, you do oh, like more lunges with the five pound weights. Yeah, there's a lot of leg work, and then it moves into arm work. Ooh, what is this one? This is very erotic. 
I look pretty good doing that one. <laughs> That's sort of like a reverse cowgirl. All right. Yeah. Then you do your some core work on your back, and then you do it ends with some like intense cardio. It's a nice little workout, 30 minutes. That's good, man. That was what I was going to say. You need to get your heart going. So that's what I'm doing. Because I'm not going to jog. I don't want to ruin my knees. I, don't, for I no wouldn't reason. recommend jogging. I'm not going to swim because I don't want my hair to turn into whatever you got going on. <sighs> it's so good. You should come swim with me. I mentioned that to Nicole. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't know if you guys really need to be swim buddies, too. <laughs> yeah. she's like, it just seems like that could suck up a lot of time. <laughs> good. And it, and it was a classic uh, vegans are right moment because I was like, what? How dare you? I got really indignant. He's my friend. Well, I kept it inside, though. I could feel it rising within me. I was like, "How? don't tell me how to, who I can fucking exit. And then I'm like, wait a minute, she's right. It wouldn't just be a 30-minute swim. It would be, oh, 45 minutes of banter, off-mic banter, before we get in the pool. What should we do about that client? Hmm. Yeah. And we'd also so, have the small bathing suit situation. What do you mean? I mean, mine's pretty small, but I don't know what yours looks like. <laughs> I'm guessing it's a little smaller. <laughs> Now, why? What are we doing with aliens? Oh, so that's the other thing. So, uh, I like my doctor. She, you know, she's a Western doctor, but she's into like the metaphysical and shit like that. So, I was also telling her during my routine physical about my tinnitus. 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 Which arises. I say tinnitus. I'm gonna just say tinnitus. But here's what happened. It it came upon me one evening. I I was asleep. Well, is this? So I remember it happened before. Has it happened again? It never went away. What? So here's You've my. You've had it the whole time. I've had it for a long time, like a, over a year. Oh, I thought it was like debilitating for a while, and then it went away. No, it was just crazy. Is what happened. I was in bed. I woke up at like I think it was like four in the morning. I just like woke up. It I, it felt like there was a presence in the room, like there was a being in the room. Mm-hmm. And I was looking around. There's no one in the room. But then I hear this distant ringing, and it's like throttling towards my head oh, wait a minute all right and yeah. then it like gets louder and louder and then it's like it sinks into my ear and, and then it kind of goes wow and then it then it levels off and there's just this loud ringing okay. in my left ear that's not tinnitus yeah but then it wouldn't you know and then that's, but i was telling her that's how it came upon me and then she said wow that is really odd <laughs> i said yeah and i told her about the being in the room and, and, and as soon as she as soon as you left she opened your file put a little red sticky flag up in the corner yeah. and put it back in the file cabinet. <laughs> she alerted uh, uh-huh. NSA or that something. That way no. she would know next time she saw you. No, no, but uh, she was into it. She was like, well, maybe, she was kind of joking, but I think she brought it up. She said, maybe maybe aliens uploaded your consciousness to the mothership. And I was like, fuck yeah, maybe they did. I love how you have a female doctor. She's great. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say her name, but she's great. Um, so then, so that sent you down, a, you did some Google searching? I just Googled. I was like, you know what? I bet someone out there has some story about their tinnitus being connected to a UFO. So I found... But wait a minute. So you've had it... I've had it for like a year. Is it constant or does it come and go? I think it's kind of constant, but I don't notice it unless I think about it. And if I lay in bed at night and just by thinking about it and like kind of focusing on it, it gets louder. Like I can will it. It's not like I'm willing it to get louder, but... It's mind-body. So I found You've this locked uh, in on that pathway. This website. You're fucked, dude. That's fine. Before it's news. For now. Well, listen to this. It's not gonna get better as you get older. Before it's news. Com. You you up at three or four decibels. Man. Like, ah! Well, here's the. I have some IKEA furniture that I set up in uh, the kids' closet, so they have like a dresser sort of like drawers, uh-huh. and one of the doors. Uh, doesn't so- shut soft like the other ones do and it slams sometimes and if I'm in the closet putting away clothes and that door slams it's like the acoustics in there are just so that it like it's like it drives a rail a spike oh. through my ear Jesus um, so before it's before it's news.com you're in the middle of the road of life this is on a paranormal page here man claims ringing in the ears is more than tinnitus could be alien telepathic communication so here's a little snippet from that article from the UFO literature, I knew I wasn't the first flying saucer experiencer <laughs> to describe tinnitus as being associated with close encounters. The ringing in my ears was bizarrely associated with talking about UFOs, hmm. but was not particularly bothersome. Hmm. There was actually kind of a playful quality to the experience. In my opinion, it was certainly less threatening than full-blown mind-to-mind communication mm-hmm. of a, mm-hmm. quote, voice in the head. Mm-hmm. Perhaps a little ringing was the extent of what I was deemed able to handle right. by UFO intelligence. Yes. So his, and he says, my old one-liner was still true. 
and I've said this so many times, once you join the contact underground, you will never be lonely again. That's right. So the backstory is that he was, I think, in Mexico, and he, there was a UFO sighting. He was in a building, and he saw this triangular ship zoom past, and then okay. his, he started getting a ringing in the ears. And when he would tell people about his UFO sighting, the ringing would pick up, would increase. Yeah. Does that tell you something? It tells me that I do believe that my consciousness has been uploaded to the mothership. <laughs> me and my doctor talked about it, and then I told her. I was like, well, you know, the least they could do, if they've taken my consciousness and are yeah. using it for their own nefarious purposes, the least they could do is radio back some signal that would lower my LDL. At least lower my bad the, uh, cholesterol, y'all. Explains the compression leggings. This is to hold it all in. This is to hold... So, one, I'm sorry that this guy was not deemed able to handle like a more intense communication with the aliens. He's not ready. He, he's not. Clearly, you aren't either. No, he, he, he goes off a little bit on but, like, what kind of people are, and they, he says that they have uh, It does sound like you were impregnated by an alien spirit in your room. That's what I'm saying, man. It went, you knew they were there, then they came in your ear, and <laughs> They came in my ear, huh? Oh, right. But the fact, so the we we just we're just beginning to understand the mind body connection. Maybe you are. I've been hip to it for a while. Well, no, I I think we understand. Like, oh, I think about it more and I feel it more. Mm-hmm. I lay down and go to bed. If I'm distracted and I'm not worried about stuff, I don't notice it. When I am already stressed and anxious, and I lay down and go, oh, I can hear it ringing, and then it gets louder and louder, and then it becomes a problem. You nailed it, man. See, wow, here's the thing. This is my middle of the road of life. That. There's a lot of things it's happening. It's the whole back pain deal. So if I, if I may offer a projection for the next year of NASHCAST. Let's, let's do that. Let's wind this up. It's going to go, uh, I mean, the mind-body connection will continue to be explored, and, and it'll explode. <laughs> wow. Don't go explode. out on that limb. Don't go out on that limb. What do you mean? Yeah, safe. That's pretty safe. It's not safe, dude. I'm saying there's going to be major discoveries between oh. mind and bo- with the mind-body connection. Are you talking about connection. us on the podcast or in the news? I feel like this whole I think, episode, I'm over here. I, need to I think uh, in the right news, here. by virtue of us talking about it first. We, we will make we're, news. We're we will make drivers. news in the mind-body health space. And then also, just the complexity of existence. We will. The, I'm we, going to avert spine surgery through mind-body power. You're going to teach yourself to, to benefit from the placebo effect. I am going to. Because your mind can do it, Mark. Mind it's over so matter. Hard. I mean, your body is. There's evidence of You this. are a specimen. You have a rock hard swimmer's body, Mark. But you know what's stronger than that it's sinewy all, body of yours? Except for right here. I got a couple beers right there. A couple beers? A little, little middle aged beer gut right there. But everything else. That's a hot dad bod. Chicks dig that. No, but I'm saying for as strong as your body is. Life well lived. Your mind, Mark. Yeah, the power of your mind. It's weak? Dwarfs. Oh. The power of your body. Oh, I think it's weak. You've got to harness it, man. There's, there's like 90% of your brain. That's I think the same thing's going on with you. Spinning its wheels. Oh, I believe it, man. Preach. <laughs> it's, it's nothing but these habituated pathways that your brine... That your brine I'm brining myself? <laughs> yeah, Do I need to take a bath again? You need to change your brine. Okay. Right? More peppercorns that your brain locks in on. And it says you have a ringing in your ear. And yep. I'm going to lock in on the. I'm going to build this pathway so strong between brain and ear. It's bored in to me. That even when it's not ringing, you're going to think it's ringing. Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the it's, problem with tinnitus. And that's that's what they're figuring more and more out about back. But here, like here's the structural problem is there, disc or not. But that's not. It's the pain pathway is so solid, and then you get freaked out about it, and your central nervous system gets all ramped up, and you can't calm down. And you're trapped in a pain cycle. But yeah, we got so there's that. There's it. the mind-body connection. That's then, our goal. But there's also there's 17. this other thing, and I think it's we're gonna learn how to build better pathways. And here's here's the secret to that, because in concert with the mind-body connection comes our uh, heightened awareness of the depth and complexity of our own bodies yeah. and of of the of the ecosystem that we are. Mind-body. And then we got to feed. We're gonna we're gonna get deep on brining live foods. Yeah, that's, that's, see, get our little kombucha experiment is nothing. My mind was opened last night by the aliens, <laughs> and it's been hurting in my low back and in my ear ever since. No, I had a I had another bolder moment with some people that are practicing dietary behaviors that we need. This is shit animals? We're going to love this. 
No, it's very popular. It's blowing up all over. Uh... It's just how you get more live stuff in your diet. Okay. Every meal. We need it every meal. No, right. Just a little kombucha hit. So look forward to that, I guess. What happened right there? Oh, I'm back. I don't know what that was. I guess that, that probably means that might, it's time to, to I wrap think that up. Was, that was a signal from your, it was. It was, <laughs> your alien mothership. That was the voice. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that you think there's an alien in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that you doubt that there's an alien in my life. Hey, to 56 more. Let's high five this time. Uh, uh, Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Natchcast 56. Whisper to your lover. Yep. That you love us. Caress the inner canal of your lover's ear. Today, not, 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 not